What's going on, everybody? It's your host, Rob Morris. You listen to the Rips and S podcast, episode 39. This edition of the show is a pretty much on the road. Um, like I said, I mentioned before in the previous shows, time has been tough on me of late, working three jobs, so I've been trying to fit this in. Sorry that it's been so late. Um, I think my last episode was going on almost three weeks ago, so I just had to fit this in. It's going to be a short show, not really too long. Um, I'm going to talk about the Celtics, of course, you know, getting the job done last night, avoiding um, elimination as they were able to win uh, last night's game 121 to, uh, I believe it was like 108. So now, I mean, they're down 3-1 and now they, now they're down 3-2. So obviously, again, must win again on Sunday. That game will be on uh, 7.30. So a little bit earlier, about an hour earlier from the usual tip-offs that have usually been tipping off at 8, 8.30. So definitely got to stay tuned for that one. Because, um, yeah, because I just think the Celtics, I almost thought they, I really kind of was losing hope on them. Because, excuse me, I just thought they, uh, they, I don't know, they just, they weren't playing the defense that, you know, you've seen, you know, in most of the playoffs, you know, with Toronto and Philly, they uh, just was leaving guys open. The attention to detail, bottom line is the attention to detail wasn't there. And they got it back last night in the second half. Got a, a, a heck of a third quarter. Scored 41 points in the third quarter. That was huge. So that is, um, they, they like I said, they gotta they gotta continue that in the next game. For some reason, it seems like when their backs against the wall, they play their best basketball, which is you know aggravating for you know for a Celtic fan like me, but. Um, I just think that's just part of the growing and maturation process of this team because they're still young. They're still uh, fairly young. Their top players are only, what, Tatum is only, what, 22 years old? And Brown's 23, 24. Smart's only, like, 25 as he's, like, a a six-year vet. He's still fairly young for a six-year vet. So, you know, a lot of people, you know, thought that you know the fight uh, or the the, the, the the locker rooms, uh, um, the locker room. Uh, I'm trying to think of the word. The locker room. You know melee that happened in uh, game two after game two, and they lo- they went down 2-0. They thought that uh, there was a lot of infighting with the team. That the chemistry is not where it should be and a lot of rumors and a lot of I mean I wouldn't say rumors but it's clearly true what happened but there's a lot of you know different sides to the story of like you know whether it's a 
positive thing or a negative thing or or we have to you know think about with the potential of how it could be you know similar to what you know how last year's team was you know had you know had that bad chemistry issues of last year's team they thought those same issues were were still present with this team and I just think I mean I just think last year's team I don't think you I think you'd you'd bow out last night's game if you, if you was dealing with last year's team they would they would have bowed out last night they would have and that's what I to be honest with you, that's what I thought was going to happen I thought last night they would you know especially the way they started it started so bad uh, they were they were they they only shot what 25 percent in the first quarter I mean they were terrible in the first quarter shooting the ball attention to detail obviously has you know continued to not be there um, I don't know what what it is dude but Miami can execute and you know last night obviously they weren't doing what they've been doing all series long in that second half and they kind of let the rope a little bit and kind of let up you know bottom line is I just think it was more about the Celtics more than the Heat I thought the Heat was still making pretty timely clutch shots when they needed to to stop runs but I think it was just too much uh, talent this is what we expected from the Celtics too much talent level with Tatum Tatum took over that third quarter. I thought he scored well over double digits in that quarter. Got to the free throw lines multiple times. And just really made a huge impact in that third quarter. I thought Daniel Tice finally made an impact in the series. I think he's had a pretty much garbage series throughout. I thought this was his best game of the series. He was definitely engaged. Definitely getting offensive rebounds, which was a good sign. That's when you know Daniel Tice is is having that type of game was getting offensive rebounds and rebounding the ball well. He had a double-double with the game as well. We finished off with a double-double. So, like I said, they have to continue that, continue to get everyone involved, start the game out early because I think Miami's going to play with a sense of urgency to close out that series. They don't, they're going to play like the desperate team and usually the desperate team usually wins. So, I think the Celtics can't fall behind like they've been falling behind in these games because they, they may not get lucky the next like they did the last game. They may not get lucky, but it was good for them to even like fall behind like that or really not have you know the best game in the first half, not put out a full forty-eight, and still uh, still win that going away. I thought that was an, probably the most impressive game for them by far. Alright, so we're going to take a break. Um, I've been thinking about this since last year. And I want to start doing more things, um, adding more stuff to the show. Um, since besides the NBA, there's not much else going on, particularly in basketball. So I'm going to probably do some college football. Um, I want to talk about some college football today because... Um, it's really like the first true week of college football. And obviously, that's like my second sport that I'm really passionate about. I know people say, oh, what about the NFL? Da, 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 da. I, to me, college football is what people, how people feel about the NFL. Um, I, just, I just fell in love with the sport. Um, 
everything evolving it um, with the the school traditions, uh, all that stuff, all the bells and whistles of, of college football just makes it so much more worthwhile to, to watch compared to the NFL. Not don't get me wrong, I, I I will watch a Patriot game, but I'm not a guy that's gonna be on red zone or anything like that. Flicking through, you know, 14, uh, whatever whatever games that, that are on NFL each Sunday, flicking through the games on Red Zone or whatever, or I have the Sunday ticket or whatever. I'm not, I never was a guy that was into all that. Plus, the good thing about college football, mostly all, you don't even have to get Sunday ticket to see mostly all the games that are on. All the big games are on TV. They're on all the networks. So, that's probably the best thing about that and that's what made me fall in love with it more than anything else besides obviously just the sport itself and what it brings and the energy of the sport and excuse me like I said just letting you know I'm driving so but uh yeah but we'll take a quick break we'll we'll get into the Lakers and Nuggets series a little bit um, they're up 3-1 right now to the Nuggets. Uh, we'll get into that. And then plus we'll probably end the show with a little bit of college football. Uh, preview the uh, top games today. Um, give you a you know, insight on that. All right, listen to the Rims and Nets podcast. Your host, Rob Morris. We'll be right back. <laughs> 